Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. Welcome back, man, to the God-Centered Men's Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Holloway, and I am glad to be back at you again. Welcome, welcome. Happy Friday. Hope you enjoyed your week and uh, have something awesome planned for the weekend. So this is a podcast for Christian men uh, inside of recovery to live an awesome spirit-filled life. If that is you, then welcome. If you haven't done so already, I encourage you to click on the link that's in the description. That'll give you more information about our GCR groups. And this is the mission and the purpose of this podcast is to encourage and support other men inside of recovery. So if you're looking for uh, support in recovery or you're a Christian man who wants discipleships, wants accountability, and wants to live in a a community, then uh, that is definitely the place for you. So we're going off topic today and we're going to talk about relationships and communication. Um, This is very important for our uh, walk inside of sobriety and recovery. Um, You see, when we were in active addiction, we were actively hurting people. Um, We were actively, it depends on how deep down the rabbit hole you went, Uh, but if you went pretty deep, then you've hurt a lot of people. Uh, I remember me stealing and uh, breaking into people's houses, um, um, breaking into um, businesses, and all these different things uh, as far as in my past and active addiction to fund um, fund my habit. Uh, one of the worst things I remember was, was breaking into my grandmother's safe box and stealing the contents inside of it and pawning it for meth. And so I want to throw that out there first because we, we have done a little bit of damage with our addiction. And you probably look at your damage and say, you know what, it's not that bad. You know, depending on how far, like I said, down the rabbit hole you went, you might say it's not that bad. Not understanding that um, that sin has its effect, whether we see it or not. Um, it starts with a little bit of corrosion and deterioration, um, and then it grows into something large and big. Uh, but nevertheless, it'll always corrode in some way or another whether it corrodes intimacy with our wife, uh, trust with our wives, uh, uh, with our family, etc. There's always a price to pay. Um, And that's the delusion because sometimes the the price seems very small. Not understanding that if we don't arrest this, if we don't change this, that it's going to go down to a, a progression of brokenness and pain. And uh, some people seem to be able to deal with and cope with sin uh, better than others. Um, Some uh, begin on the path and fall off the slope and destroy everything within weeks. Uh, Some it takes years. And so let's not jump into the delusion that um, addiction does not cause pain. It surely does. So we have caused a lot of pain. This reminds me of the story of the demonized man that, um, that Jesus uh, healed. And he was insane, right? They kept him all shackled up to protect himself from himself and to protect him from other people or to protect other people. And so he was in this state and condition and, and Jesus finds him and he, and he heals him. 
right? He brings the word, the message of deliverance. It's much like us that uh, we are causing a lot of pain. We, we are a harm to ourselves and to others, and we're shackled up. And we're in this state and condition, and we come in contact with Jesus, and he begins a change and a transformation. Uh, he begins a deliverance, and we begin to walk in freedom. So I want us to put ourselves you know, inside of the, that position of that man for a minute. And so we get this deliverance, and we get excited, and we get filled with enthusiasm, and we tell Jesus that we want to be his disciples, we want to come, and we want to follow him wherever, he, wherever he's going to go, right? We want to come and, and, and help uh, spread the message, if you will. And Jesus responds to this man. He said, <laughs> he said to return home and to tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and proclaimed all over the town how much Jesus had done for him. And so what oftentimes and in, in what happens is we, we get delivered, right? We get a testimony. We get uh, who we used to be, and, and uh, we're starting on this new path. And, and all of a sudden, people want to put us on a stage. People want to hear our story. And we get thrown into a ministry idea of we don't even really know who God is quite yet. We haven't um, experienced any form of discipleship, but we are are going around pro proclaiming what God has done, which is not a bad thing in general. But Jesus said first to this man to return home. And what I see is here is an eagerness because he's been changed. He's been delivered. Now there's this eagerness to share the message and, and be of good use, and which is all fine and dandy, but Jesus tells him to go home. Here's the message that home needs to be healed first, that there's been a lot of damage to relationships. There's been a lot of damage inside of the community. Um, there has been damage that needs to be restored and repaired. And so before you go off and try to save the world, we're to take this message home so it can begin to have an impact inside of our family system. And it starts first with our wives. So if you haven't, um, if you're not married at this current time and you're single, uh, this message is still going to be relevant to you because you, you are going to find out what it takes to maintain and build a relationship. So don't shut me out if you're single. Uh, but we're going to go into this idea of taking this message home first. And that is the message comes to us that husbands love your wife as Christ love the church. Now, here's the reality of things that we have a lot of men complaining about their relationships, right? And what they're failing to do is to Love as Christ has loved. Because here's the reality of things. If we are putting in the work, if we are making deposits, if we are being present, and we are doing all these things in the sacrificial love that, that Christ laid as an, as an example for us, if we are operating in all of those things, it's hard for a woman not to love us. It's in, in the absence of these things. It's when we're full of dysfunction. It's when we're not operating as men that this love begins to fade and fade away. And so we have a lot of excuses, right? 
And we put a lot of responsibility on the woman's part and say, you know what, if I just had a different woman, if, uh, you know, if she would just love God, if she would just pray and blah, 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 when we need to understand that we need to do our part and begin to walk and model Jesus to her. And the first thing we do is pay attention. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 says, Therefore we should pay more closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. And what it's saying is that paying attention matters. And one of the key things inside of a relationship is attention. So number one, we have to decide whether we're going to be the kind of man that pays attention. And this works in getting a relationship. This works in maintaining a relationship. You see, at the beginning of a relationship, they they're got our attention, right? And all we're doing is paying attention to them. And this is what's, what it takes to build a relationship is attention. And then somehow along the way, we think that we can drift into not paying attention. Proverbs 4.25 says, Let your eyes look diligently forward. And your gaze be straight before you. This is once again having a focus and paying attention. You see a lot of relationships fall or falter due to the lack of attention uh, that is required to maintain them. Or something comes along and begins to grab your attention and you begin to pull in another direction. Such as less perversion and pornography and stuff like that. And so the... The reality is, is that we can get distracted from keeping the main thing, the main thing. And that is, am I going to be the kind of man that is going to pay attention? Number two, see what she needs. And that is just as I have loved you, you also to love one another. And that's John 13, 34. And so this idea of loving is very practical, it's not something that is um, theologically, it's not something that's head knowledge. It's very practical actions of love. And that is seeing what she needs. And to be able to see what your wife needs, you're going to have to pay attention, right? And so see what she needs. If you begin to recognize what is needed, then you can be the provider of that need. But if we are clueless, if we got our heads up our hind end, we're not going to be able to see the need and we are not going to be the provider of that need. And if we go on and forsake those needs long enough, um, she might go ahead and find somebody who is paying attention and who is willing to provide. And so you got to understand that. Number three is to encourage her encourage her. So number one was pay attention. Number two is to see what she needs and be that provider. Number three is in encourage her. And that is this, therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.11. You see, we got to decide whether we are going to be the kind of man that builds our our wife up, or are we going to be the kind of man that tears their wife down? And the choice is ours. 
I don't know how many relationships I've seen where men are control freaks, where men use fear and intimidation to try to uh, control and subdue their wives. And all of this stuff is based on fears and on insecurities. And instead of building her up, we're tearing her down. And so we have to get our mindset right first. We have to get secure. We got to get away from this needy victimization uh, type person and stand whole ourselves so we can begin to produce wholeness inside of our relationship and that we can begin to build each other up and not tear each other down. The way to flesh this out is to begin to communicate on what um, what their passion is, what their dreams are, and begin to encourage and build them up. Don't be like the crab in the basket. And that is when the crab sees uh, about to jump out of the basket, the crabs below it pull it down. It's the same thing that happens with uh, uh, gorillas I've seen inside of a habitat where one is, is climbing up and the others begin to check it and to pull it down. And we have a tendency to do that inside of relationships that, um, that we don't want you know, our partner to rise because we are comfortable in the state and condition that we are in. And therefore, when they begin to rise, uh, we begin to pull them back down to our level. And what, hap- what needs to happen is a different mentality that, you know what, I'm going to encourage, I'm going to support, I'm going to do everything that I could do to cause her to rise. So at the same time, I begin to rise. And instead of being the crab in the basket, you become a supporter and encourager and uplifter. And this comes through speaking life. It's dropping the critical attitude, the judgmental attitude, and beginning to speak life and encouragement to your wife. Number four is to make deposits. Jesus said this in Luke uh, 6, 38. Give, and it shall be given to you. Now, many uh, prosperity preachers uh, bring that to giving and the tithes, and it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with judgment. And whatever you give out is what is giving back to you. And oftentimes we look at our relationship and say, how come people are treating me this way? And what we need to understand is that we're sitting off certain signals. We're sitting off certain attitudes. And we're getting back what we're sending out. Good pre- uh, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Right? And so that is the measure that is giving back to us. So if we are paying attention, if we are, 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 are doing the work, if we're seeing what, uh, what she needs and providing, if we are um, encouraging, supporting, lifting, and if we are making deposits and we're sending out that kind of vibe into the world, into our family, into our household, then that is the measure that is going to give, be given back to us. But on the flip side, if we're not paying attention, that means we're ignoring. We're not in communication. We're not even paying attention to what she needs, what her desires are, what she needs to be whole. We, we, we have decided to, to not build up, but we're starting to tear down with our words and discourage and to frustrate. And we're definitely not making any deposits. You can guarantee that that's the same attitude and the same frame that's being delivered back 
to you. And the relationship is beginning to deteriorate and your family system is falling apart. See, making deposits is serving. It's coming with an attitude of love and saying, you know what, I'm going to be a servant. And that is, I'm going to serve her. I'm going to find out what she needs. I'm going to find out what her dreams are. I'm going to be an encouragement and support. You see, within, um, within a relationship, there are certain key ingredients, uh, fundamentals, if you will, that create a powerful relationship. Now, to get that powerful relationship, we have to be willing to do the fundamentals. We can't look at uh, any form of relationship that we have and say, you know what, this relationship sucks um, when we're sitting around doing nothing when we're not being intentional about the relationship. And that is, are we communicating? Are we exchanging ideas and thoughts? Are we developing a form of intimacy that we're talking about more than just surface level things? Are we giving our time? You see, if we want relationships to grow, you gotta communicate and you gotta spend time together. And a lot of the excuses we have come to this. I'm like, I don't got time. I ain't got time. And here's the reality of things is that we have time for what is important to us. And so by saying we don't have time and not making the time, we communicate that you are not that important. And this is what our family system picks up on. And so number three is giving. That can be in the forms of gifts, but giving time and giving communication. Uh, number four is to be able to do something. Be able to do something for her. Making deposits is saying, you know what? I'm going to set aside this time so we can communicate. I'm going to set aside this time so we can do this, that, and the other thing. Dream. I'm going to set aside this time so I can uh, begin to give something that she wants or do something for her. And that could be in the form of a, a back rub, a head rub, a, a foot massage, a I don't know what your thing is, but uh, what I do know is that you got to make it happen, and that is give, and it shall be given unto you. Serve. We have this idea that, uh, that we're going to demand service and that we require our wives to give unto us, and we create this servant and slave relationship, like their whole existence is to meet our needs. When Jesus flipped the table on us and he said, love your wives as Christ loved the church and come as a servant to begin to serve them. And here's what begins to happen when we step into this idea, and that is both parties mutually serve the other for the mutual benefit of each other. And this is the way God designed it. Finally, is maybe she wants you to touch her, like hold her hand, put your, arm, put your arm around her. Now, these are all things that make in deposits. Maybe she wants a love note on the mirror. Maybe she wants an intimate text. Maybe she wants to know how much you appreciate her in the morning. You see, appreciation. Appreciation is key to any relationship. And that is that I look at my wife and I appreciate. 
Now, we either do two things. We depreciate or we appreciate. And it all depends on what we're focusing on. If our heart and mind is consumed with negativity, then all we're going to see is negativity. And we're going to begin to focus on the negative attributes that are coming forth. And it's going to cause a depreciation. But if we be intentional about it and we begin to think about all the wonderful qualities she possesses, how good she is, and all of this, this positive mindset, we are going to begin to focus on that. And when she displays those things, we are going to begin to notice them. We're going to begin to pay attention to them. And guess what begins to happen? Appreciation. Many relationships are falling apart from this simple truth. What do you choose to focus on? Because if we choose to, no matter how good the relationship is, if I, am an, I have a negative mindset and I am not grateful and I'm not looking at or paying attention to the good things that she is doing, then I can easily fall into the negative trap of depreciation and ungratitude. But if I begin to notice the small things, pay attention, and all the reasons why she is good, then all of a sudden I begin to see and focus on those things, and those things begin to grow and expand. You see, where your attention goes, energy flows. And if you want some uh, positivity, you want some uh, awesome things in your relationship, then the attention has to focus on appreciation and gratitude. Because these are the things that begin to grow and expand. If you didn't get anything, get that. Number five is getting on the same page. Matthew uh, 19.5 says this, uh, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they too shall become one flesh. They too shall become one flesh. And this is the idea of getting unified. You say, in the eyes of God, we are unified. We are one, one unit. And we need to flesh that out in reality. And that is we need to get on the same page as far as where we're going, what we're building, what we're doing, all of these things, and to, begin, to get in a unified fashion. There's nothing worse than not being unified because you, you set the, the example of you pulling in one direction and her pulling in another. And the only way to get on this oneness and the same page is to begin to do the things that I'm talking about, begin to communicate, begin to spend time, begin to make deposits and all of these things. This is the only way to begin to get on the same page. And that is you both begin to want the same things. Want the same things inside of your family and how the household is run. The same things inside of your business, inside of your bank account. You see, there's nothing worse than, especially in, in the area of finances and money, is one pulling one way and one pulling the other. And that is one person wants to save, one person wants to spend. One person wants to invest. One person wants to splurge. And so getting on the same page concerning that area of your life is super important. 
The same thing with health and fitness. One person wants to uh, cook all this fatty food and another person wants to eat healthy. It's important that you begin to communicate, get on the same page so you can begin to manifest the results in that area of your life. And this is true for every single area of your life. So brothers, let's recap. Number one is, are you going to be the kind of man that pays attention? Number two, are you going to be the kind of man that sees what she needs and is willing to be the provider of that need? Number three, are you going to be the kind of man that offers encouragement and builds your wife up? Number four, are you going to be the kind of man that makes deposits inside of her heart, inside of her life? And number five, are you going to become the kind of man that gets in a unified fashion and becomes one? And like I said, if you haven't, if you're not in a relationship right now, I want to ask you, are you going to be that kind of man? Because this is the kind of man that is attractive. This is the kind of man that is going to get you uh, attracted to the right woman. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, I'll see you on Monday. Peace.